That's how it starts. The fever, the rage, the feeling of powerlessness that turns good men cruel. Welcome, I'm Andrew Dice. And I'm Stephen Colbert. And this is Batman v Superman by the Minute, a minute-by-minute rewatch of Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. It's the ultimate edition. Whenever we, someone like finds us on Twitter, they're like, you better be doing the ultimate edition. And I think that's funny because it's like, oh yeah, no, we're going to devote like 150 hours to doing the subpar version of this movie. Please. (laughs) And then going back and recording separate additional episodes to sprinkle in. No. Oh my God. I don't even want to think about that. Yeah. No, we Also, please, please never have another version of this movie come out. Yeah. Well, uh... Uh, there there might be a little no no this is his <laughs> i feel like we would be obligated to record all of them over again i mean it's called the ultimate edition not the director's cut for a reason that's true but um there there was like a almost four hour cut but you know there's that long cut of every movie but yeah i never got an answer on on if he preferred because there's a couple scenes that were cut out and i don't know if um anyway we'll we'll find out one day <laughs> yeah this is a paradigm shift. Yeah. Uh, minute 55, we are diving, we're, we're up to our knees in politics, so uh, let's get up to our chests and leap in here. Is it really surprising that the most powerful man in the world should be a figure of controversy? We have always created icons in our own image. What we've done is we project ourselves onto him. The fact is, maybe he's not some sort of devil or Jesus character. Maybe he's just a guy trying to do the right thing. I think we previously got introduced with the idea that everyone is looking for a savior and then this guy shows up and right here we're saying that it's got to be him, but we need to think beyond politics because this is a human thing, not an international political governmental thing, at which point we are shown more news coverage of Andrew Sullivan. Uh, I think he's described here as a best-selling author and I think he would probably – Self-describe himself as an activist. Yeah, I'm not as familiar with him in real life. I'm familiar life. with him from like a, a – I've, I've seen him in several like pundit roles on everything from like political shows to late night. Yeah, but just from kind of doing a little bit of research, he's just a – he's a conservative, but he's also like pro-gay marriage and he was – for the war in Iraq, and then he was against the war in Iraq and mad that other conservatives weren't denouncing it when he decided to denounce it. And so he's kind of one of those, like... Yeah, boy, how would you describe him? <laughs> um, I think he's a contrarian. <laughs> okay, sure, yeah. He he often is taking contrarian stances. I've seen him doing that. He, you know, the conservative with a conscience kind of uh, stance. Yeah. Arguing it, arguing it very... A lot more liberal people, like, you could say Vikram Gandhi is is at least voicing an argument that would come from the left. Right. We have Andrew Sullivan from the right saying, on this planet, every act is a political act. And that it is a very interesting comment. I am – because I think a lot of people, like now the common refrain is like, leave politics out of. Yeah. Or having no stance is taking a stance. Yeah. Whether you want to be involved in – politics or not you are i'm always reminded one of my university professors when we were talking about writing memoir autobiographical things uh from minority writers said 
every time a person puts pen to paper, it is a political act. Oh, interesting. Why are you writing this? Yeah. If you, if you spin that out long enough, if you are taking the approach that politics in this word or in this like context means the way people organize, I, I totally understand several of our minutes of this podcast would be much, much shorter if we didn't believe right, <laughs> that exactly. everything you do has some political ramification to it. Yeah. Well, and in politics is such a loaded word, especially with the way that people use social media, because I think a lot of people confuse politics with I don't, I don't even know what word like punditry gamesmanship politics or for something to be political doesn't mean it is um it is it means it is dealing with policy right yeah that it, it is a question of either the policy makers or those that oppose the policies or the or, people impacted or the people yeah yeah exactly and um and people are so you know used to politics meaning like you know partisan talking points and yeah and that's you know, more just a distortion of kind of the way that people interact with it on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, I think in this context, it is explicitly – well, maybe – I mean, we don't get to see the entire conversation, obviously, but I think in the context of this story, it is like uh, global politics. Yeah, exactly. And and we've seen that actually – like we just um, – the, uh, the uh, Day of the Dead bit just happened leading into the, the discussion of – Superman as like a religious figure, but we've already seen the political part playing out since the opening scenes of the movie. So this part is is kind of old hat for our our listeners. Yeah, this was uh, this these audio samples were used for the very first teaser yeah. trailer um, leading up to the false god spray painted across Superman's chest, juxtaposed with all of these people reaching out to him as as an extension of like an actual god. Well, and the idea of he says Superman's actions are political and and that doesn't mean like he is like going door to door telling people who to vote for, but it's that because of the amount of power that he has, he's able to make things the way he thinks they should be. That's political. Yeah. And so by the by the nature of him doing anything, it is a statement of this is this is what this is how things should and shouldn't be. So the act of him going to uh to the desert in Nairobi and overthrowing a leader there of whatever he's a dictator or whatever you want to call him um someone consider him a uh, I went almost went to the Iron Man 3 again but he <laughs> no but that that is that is a a political act no he's not using the government to do it but he is saying he is influencing somebody else's will with his own and he is the the power so yeah. I take it as a, you know, this is just an extension or a paraphrasing of Lois saying it comes, there's a cost yeah, to anything you do here. Um, I don't know if we commented on the podcast, had he not intervened, uh, the United States government would have clandestinely exploded all of these people. Yeah. <laughs> so um, and they would that have been, been a political act in itself. Yeah, exactly. Well, and they would have done it, like they would have been caught holding the bag. Probably, uh, or they would have had to f- cover it up in some way, but instead they just said nothing and let Superman take the blame for it. So completely unintentionally and completely oblivious to Superman, that ended up being a very politically relevant act Yeah, that he did there. It's basically, I mean, just framing Superman as he is a superpower. Yeah. 
he's a superpower that is uh, in love with a woman. Exactly. You know, like that alone is, uh oh, this is way more complicated now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, and and that's the question that Finch has been trying to resolve since since early minutes also is, okay, so so every act by you is a political act. So who who do you answer to? Do you answer – is there an authority that you answer to or or that you consult? Do we treat – you know, you are an American citizen. Do we treat you as an American citizen or do we treat you as a foreign force? And how do you even answer that question? And that's what they're struggling with here too. Yeah, this is – and I think we get a return appearance from Glenn Woodburn. I should say Chad Krochuk's uh, depiction of Glenn Woodburn, the – he is now an international blogger. He was the one who blew – Lois's Superman story wide open. Yeah, I love how he's like a big deal now because yeah. of that. Because like, because in that one he was kind of, he was like a very like a stereotypical kind of like what people would think of as a blogger. Like yeah, he was writing on like, enough a, to like do a conspiracy this. theory site or something about like Area Fifty One and stuff. And now he's like being interviewed about the significance of the existence of the Superman. Yeah, we see the the return. There's the image of the false god graffiti from from Wallace Keefe behind him, and he is making the, I guess now the opposite case from a religious standpoint that you alluded to with Vikram Gandhi as well, that people will follow someone to horrible, you know, to to do horrible, horrible things if they think that they are following. A messiah figure. Right, which is fitting for Vikram Gandhi, as I described his bio, and I think that was in the last episode I described yeah. that, that that's kind of his his thing, right, is what will people do if they think they are following a religious or a or a powerful figure yeah. of some kind. I also think it's it's really – it's a good example of how the, the conversation about Superman and who he is and what he's supposed to do can very quickly become not about him because he isn't wanting – followers he isn't you know he's not uh giving any calls to action yeah or, or anything but i suppose that these people gathered would probably say that simply by existing he is yeah exactly well and he has the choice to act or not act but he can't control how people respond yeah to him acting this is also when we get the ticker information that yes lex stock is on the rise while wayne enterprises is sinking <laughs> it is well did you see also the uh the new 52 Oh yeah, the fifty-two week high. Yeah, new fifty-two week high. Um, <laughs> yep, which I loved. I also I thought it was interesting because I remember in some like viral marketing material there was a thing that came out that compared the the sizes of different companies in this universe, and who mm. knows how like canon that is. But um, I was always kind of surprised by that because Wayne Enterprises was lower. That yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't, um, the value. I, I always think of it as being like one of the biggest companies in, in that universe. It was like, it was like lower than, it might've been like lower than Queen Consolidated or Cord Industries mm -hmm. or something like that. And, and I think LexCorp was the highest. But what I find interesting about this ticker is that Wayne, Wayne Enterprises is down, but its total value is higher than Lex. So, so it's catching it, up. So it shows, well, and it also shows a descent that he, he is, has, is falling right or has further to fall um and lex obviously lex corp their um valuation is lower but they they're jumping and then it's like significant it's like a five percent growth or something like that so are you suggesting that in the opening monologue bruce is referring to his company's <laughs> yes. yeah, stock he's, he's looking at the stock ticker 
how things fall. Yeah, exactly. How things fall, things on earth. Diamond, their stock price used to be a diamond absolute. Absolute. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect things. Yeah. I think this is when we get, uh, and then Vikram Gandhi comes back in to, to finish his saying of, we want to say, like, we are literally describing him as a Christ or antichrist. Yeah. Maybe he's just a guy trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Or actually, b- before before we get Vikram Gandhi, we get um, Charlie Rose. Don't we? Did we skip over Charlie Rose? What does Charlie Rose have to say about this? Well, because Charlie Rose says the, um, is it really surprising yes. that the most powerful man in the world would be a figure of controversy? And then, uh, and that's where Finch expresses the, the state level interventions should give us all pause. Yeah. We, we got you covered, Senator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't think there's really much, much more to be said about that other than just to point out that is this addressed in the movie? Yes. They, they named it right there. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that June, Junebug is not, she does not have the answer. Right. She is not stating an opinion. Yeah, exactly. Well, and also it kind of shows a lot about her as a politician too, that she is not out here with an agenda. She is trying to seek yeah. the truth just like everyone else. She's not out here trying to control Superman or trying to um, to destroy him. She just wants to understand his role in the world. And actually this whole scene reminds me a lot of, fittingly, of Watchmen and, um, mm. and Snyder's. Obviously, it's, Alan Moore wrote the line, but because they're both directed by Snyder, it reminds me of the um, the Superman is real and he's American. He's American. And yeah. the, that, what I really said was, yeah, God is real. <laughs> but it's got that same level of sort of awe to it, and I think the music is a big part of that. But um, I, I very much, if if I, I can't imagine that Snyder wasn't thinking about humanity's reaction to Dr. Manhattan in Watchmen and mm. in, in that we get to witness a very similar question. And now in Watchmen, we know that he, they, they, he becomes a weapon of the government and is literally used for state level interventions to go take over Vietnam. And uh, Dr. Manhattan has always been kind of a, almost a sociopath version of Superman, right? Cause yeah. he's got, he's, he's more powerful, but he's lacks that human attachment to to earth he's not conflicted yeah Yeah. exactly and that's and that's the difference here is that superman does struggle with that he does care what people think about him he does care about these people and and we get to kind of see that develop because with dr manhattan and that montage was very cold about the things that he was doing um just destroying the vietnamese and tearing up the tank and everything but there's so much emotion here in what superman is doing yeah and this is, I think, crosscut with him saving uh, the crew of a Russian rocket. I have that burned in my mind because that is when Vikram Gandhi says, we have this guy and we project yes. onto him, which is, yeah, like you said, true of this movie, true of these characters, true of, I think, in particular, Snyder's depictions of these characters, that what does how you respond and how you think of him say about you? Yeah. Especially with us knowing that he's not any of these things. Like, mm. this is all just happening because he exists. It isn't happening because he is trying to take a side. He's, in fact, trying to take no side at all. Uh, he is, as Vikram says, just a guy trying to do the right thing. Yeah. It, which, in what we're seeing, is uh, harmless. Like, I think that's also important that... 
like the Nairomi thing is standing out as a rarer occurrence because the things that we are seeing him do are things that emphasize like his godliness, but they're emphasizing like, yeah, but the potential here more than what he almost as much, if not more as what he is actually doing. It's it, which really drives home the fact that this is a, this is not a conversation about practical things so much as it is now we're trying now we're kind of drawing out and deducing well what does this mean philosophically like what does this mean for the reality of the world going forward which is i think that's exactly what neil degrasse tyson speaks to is okay us on an entire planetary species level yeah our sense of priority what's so beautiful about the way this is all directed and i think this comes home in the next minute it would be very easy to make a scene like this into something that is really pretentious or kind of um, esoteric and just um, contemplating kind of platitudes. But the way that it's done and the way it's intercut with Superman, and you're not just seeing him save people, which, by the way, that's all these shots are. These All these shots are him going places and saving people just to kind of show preventing that he is, tragedy yeah, yeah preventing tragedy but there's also in the music there's a gravity but there's also you get that emotion in superman and i think that it's important to note that i, I believe this conversation isn't only playing out in the world trying to figure out how to deal with superman but superman trying to grapple with what his role in the universe is and all these people are asking him to or trying to figure out where where he belongs and he's like i don't even have your answer i just know that i'm a guy trying to do the right thing and i can't not right he can't let an inaction is an action but also um going to nairomi and saving lois is an action he doesn't have the like you you take what with great power comes great responsibility it's like it's a joke in this context yeah, it's, it's not yeah. even a responsibility. It's just it's a reality. It's it's people live or die by your decisions, and you can't decide for that to not be the case because that decision is to let people die. Perhaps the the best line I think that has ever been uttered in a Marvel superhero movie when Peter Parker says, "When you have these powers, when bad things happen and you don't stop it, it's because of you." Yeah. That's very heady for for a teenage superhero to have to deal with in, in his own movie franchise. But for a guy like Superman, I mean, that in this context, that just defines him. Yeah. Uh, he, he can't not do – like, we're shown him doing these Herculean labors. You know, he is pulling an impossible weight. Like, he is dragging a, a gargantuan thing one step at a time. He is grimacing under the weight of this rocket. It is not easy for him. Like, we are not being shown Superman flying in and fixing things like, hey, could you just stop doing it? He is – it's taking a toll on him. Yeah, exactly. Well, and and you – when you talk then again about the dialogue surrounding the movie, not just it, within the movie itself, you know, this is the scene where you know people say Superman to save people or they wanted to see Superman saving people more and say, well, no, it's in this – scene and they're like well no that's all they want to see him saving cats from trees and stuff but how do you tell a story about this guy who exists as he does like the act of him saving a cat in a tree is letting like he could have saved a cat in a tree and, and instead of saving the girl from the factory fire in mexico or or letting the boat 
sink in the Antarctic. Like, every time he decides to save a cat, someone else is dying because of that. Obviously, it doesn't tackle that concept head on, but but it places this burden there of both action and inaction have consequence. And he's caught in the middle as someone who just wants to help. I'm yeah. I'm here to help. And he's trying to do it on his terms. <laughs> yeah. I think the this minute actually concludes with us seeing literal people that he is supposed to presumably save not in a really easy fix. They are in a massive flood Yeah, that has left dozens, at least dozens, hundreds, thousands, like the size of this flood is biblical. And I think that is where the minute actually ends with amidst this massive flood and these rooftops that are left and people visible on other rooftops, someone has painted a Superman insignia to be saved. Mm-hmm. Here, you, yeah, I mean, I just love the idea of like, it's not one person. It's not a family. It's, well, do I just save every single, like, is this what I do for the next half hour? Yeah. Is save every single person that's going to be impacted by this flood? The damage is done. Like, I can't prevent this. We are told by Neil deGrasse Tyson that we are told by Darwinian evolution, and then we're kind of just left there on a cliffhanger. Yeah. So, I mean, this is right in our wheelhouse. I think we are coming – this is coming to a head. Yeah. In the next minute, which will be hopefully illuminating for myself. I'll say to anybody, if you know the next minute that's coming and you want us to offer some really brilliant insights, I cannot guarantee any, but we will see how that turns out. <laughs> it could change everything that we know about our place in the universe. Our sense of priority. Oh, we got a badass. <laughs> That's my contribution. I love how you're like, let us know if you want us to talk about anything. Oh, by the way, this is going to be recorded <laughs> already.